Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good morning. I I think I'm doing just fine. Just yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. good. Um, it's, a, it's been an interesting week uh, thus far. A lot of stuff going on and... I mean, it's all good stuff. You know, things that I uh, went under what we would call maybe my wish list of things that uh, would be nice to have but uh, or do, but uh, I never really gave it much thought. And so things are popping up everywhere, things I didn't even think about. And I'm just getting stuff done. It's just, it's just fun. You know, I, here's an example. Last week... I made a phone call to a guy that I use a Nextdoor app, and I put it out there that I was looking for somebody who could help me um, put together a chair, uh, an office chair that I had ordered for the the home office. Let's call it that. And that box was sitting with I I ordered it from. Um, Wayfair, and it sat in off the living room in its original packaging for at least two months. And every time I would look at it, I'd think, i got to find somebody who can put this together for me. And the reason I have to do that is because I do have arthritis in my fingers, and trying to grab little nuts and bolts and put them in where they belong is not an easy chore for me, and it's very frustrating. So I felt that it was so much easier if I could pay somebody to come in and put the whole thing together. And I did put that out on the Nextdoor app, and there was a a guy who responded and said, you know, I do that kind of work, be happy to do it. So I thought, great, uh, I will have him come over. He was here today. It took him about 15 minutes to put the chair together. But it has made a world of difference in my life because it is one of those things that I struggled with the chair 
that came with the desk that I've been using for at least at least 15 years. And it's actually, it's a child's desk and it's a child's chair. But it just came together and it was just always there. And I never even thought about it. And so I was looking on Wayfair the other day for something else. And these chairs were all on sale, really good sale. And I said, Lynn, it's time for you to get a big girl chair. So I ordered the chair. Why did you order a children's desk and chair to begin with? I didn't order it. It was purchased. It was actually, you know the story about Uncle Joe, my husband's uncle. There's Uncle Joe kind of slow. Yeah, Uncle Joe always looks for deals. (laughs) Okay? So Uncle Joe... Went to this place at least 10 years ago, at least, maybe longer than that. And it was an estate sale. And there was all kinds of stuff that was, you know, for sale. But they were, you had to buy the whole thing. So he put in a bid for all this stuff that he was planning on putting in his house at the lake. But then he realized that this particular set which has a matching bureau, um, it was for a children's bedroom. And I needed a desk. And so he said, here, take it. So I took it, and I realized it was, there's no back support. There's nothing that, it's not right. And there were times that I would come up here into this bedroom and pay bills or do something and I would be in so much pain, I was in tears because of my back. And I just never thought about it. You know, it's just like you have to suffer through it and that's it. Well, I finally decided that it was time for me to own up to the fact that this was not working. And for like $169, I could get something that would alleviate a significant amount of pain. And I didn't know how to do it. I mean, I couldn't, like I said... I couldn't really hold all the tiny little pins and things that put it together. So right. today, right. the guy came. Put, where did he put did he it? Build downstairs. He, put, up? he did it downstairs, and, and he carried, um, it? carried it upstairs. Okay. And um, and gave me the the book that goes along with it. And I was sitting out this afternoon, and I just said to myself, Why didn't I do this a whole lot earlier? That's ridiculous. But you know what? It's, I realize that there are so many things in life that you just, you don't even think about them. You just accept that that's how it is. And they're insignificant things. But this case was one where it brought such joy to my life. Just yeah. getting a chair that doesn't hurt. You know, it's just, oh my the goodness. Thing, the other thing is when you have something and you're, it's done. It's completed. You can check it off your list. There's also whether you're doing it or you're paying someone to do it or someone does it for you with no cost. It's still, you check it off and there's great satisfaction in saying, that's done. Okay, I can move on. And then that's when you sit there and say, wait a minute, why the hell didn't I do this earlier? (laughs) And then everybody, because everyone's busy and everyone's running and, you know. I know. 
then in my, you know that last Saturday I went to that antique. Meyer and Randy and I went to that antique store. Yeah. <clears throat> my uh, Paul, who he and Chris, his partner Chris, own Roselle Florist, and they do antiquing and a lot of things. And he gave me the name because I was looking for. Like, oh Jesus! I ooh. did you hear that? Yeah, what was that? That was a light bulb popped. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. So anyway, um, he, I asked him if he wanted, if he could tell me where to go. And he told me about going to this uh, antique store in Binghamton. And I guess it's on Clinton Street in Binghamton. And I guess it's, that street has been known because I saw signs that said Antique Row. So mm-hmm. they're known for them, but there's not as many stores as there used to be. So anyway, we went in. We went, and there was a delightful woman. I went up to get one piece, which was an old-fashioned armoire um, with the bar in it. I, and I was, was going to put shelves, and we were going to have it in my room. And anyway, we get there, and I fall in love with this phenomenal piece. Um, not that one, but another one. So we ended up getting it. And so bringing it home then, did I had to move things around my house because I had some things that I wanted to get rid of. And, so, and I felt the same way. And then now my house was sort of things were pushed in areas they shouldn't be because I had to put this or I had to take stuff out and put it. And so I called my um, uh, buddy Pat Cadden from Cadden Moving Storage and asked if he, you know, do you do stuff like, you know, if it's within. And he said, yeah, we can do any kind of moving that you need. So I called Pat and hooked and talked to him, and he sent two of his guys over, and they moved everything. And at one point I said, well, you know what, guys, if you just slide them, they're on slides. Like if you just, and they looked, they, the one, he said to me, uh, Laurie, we are movers. We don't do that. <laughs> I said, okay, there you go. And just the way I picked everything up, like it weighed nothing, and took it up my the steps and back down, and and my steps all curve, both the cellar, the attic, and my steps to the second floor all have a curve through the top of the step, and it reminds me of my Nana Cadden's house because she had a curve at the top of her steps, so it's kind of when I thought it, it that brought back very, very fond memories. But anyway, so it's just with great ease they do it. So when you see it and you're like, oh, God, like it's done. It's like it was a mess. I had this moved and that moved. And, that, uh, and then when you get, when you accomplish, you know, regardless of how you get it accomplished, it's accomplished. There's a, a, a great sense of satisfaction. So I'm with you on that, Lynn, because, um, and I, yeah. I want to move exercise bike back into my uh, my office and I had a, an old-fashioned desk in there that I really didn't use and I, I, there was no reason for it to be there and so I got I got that actually is going to be going somewhere else and I got that outside and I so like now I can move my bike in the back because it's a perfect spot so those kind of things it just feels like January seems to be when you get all these little things done in a conference it's like the beginning of the year and you make those plans to make yeah. sure you you know you clean up and you clean you clean mm-hmm. out what happened yeah so um but that, I'll tell you if anybody wants an antique or this woman has anything under the sun, and um, they're beautiful things. Beautiful. So, uh, and I love the name of it. Wait to hear the name. 
Mad what? Hatter. Mad Hatter. Oh, cool. Isn't that cool? I yeah. Said, I, how did you come up with that name, Joanne? She said, oh, somebody helped me with it. A friend of mine helped me, and we thought it was the perfect name, and it really is. It's, it's a great mm-hmm. little spot. Oh, and, you know, we have nice antique stores here, and, uh, you know, people who deal with it on and on has great stuff. Um, but if you're out of town and you want to take a ride up, we ended up going to Bingham's for lunch. At, oh, you know, did you have a piece of pie? No, I. How could I have it? It's there. Oh, that's right. You can't. Yeah. Yeah, but we did bring a pie, uh, t- two pies, one for my sister and one that uh, we took to Doug Smith because he just had, sir, he had a knee replacement, so we took him a cherry crumb pie, and uh, it was mm. that place packed is mobbed. So anyway, it was a nice day. It was Saturday. It was a beautiful sunny day. It was cold and blistery, but it was sunny. And so it was a nice ride up, uh, right up 81 to, to Binghamton. And what an easy road ride that Binghamton ride is. So. It is. Yeah. yeah. So it, that was part of it, Lynn, but I get that. I get that feeling. It's, there's nothing like, um, getting something accomplished that you, you, and, and, and because you also have the box laying around in your house, it becomes another thing you're looking at. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good, that's a good feeling. Yes, and in a lot and of ways, we did a lot of things just to clean up. Yeah, the and then we have to give a big good. shout out. Last week we went to um, our Christmas dinner because we went a little late mm-hmm. to Lums, Patrick A. and Meyer and you and I. And so, um, big shout out to Lums and to and to Molly Lukasevich, who was our wonderful waitress, and Kate, who worked there. And we it was a great night um, for a nice lobster dinner. Correct. Wow, it was fabulous. Fabulous, mm-hmm. fabulous. Really, yeah, really good. Right. I love what they do and how they do it. Yeah. It's, it's good. A great, it's a great little place. Yeah. So, and we're going to take a break. We will be right back. You're listening to The Larry Lynn Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399. Or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Good morning. This is Lynn Evans. 
I am the co-host of the Laurie and Lynn Show. We just wanted to make sure that we corrected something that apparently was misinformation for all of you. Laurie Cadden, my co-host, referred to a website that was that was called Tear Up the Paper Ceiling. And she mentioned that the website address was tearupthepaperceiling.com. That is incorrect. It should be tearupthepaperceiling.org. Thanks and enjoy the rest of the show. Well, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans, and I am the Managing Director and Certified Financial Planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden. I'm the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And uh, as I was cleaning out all my stuff here for the arrival of the chair, um, (laughs) I, I had a pile of stuff over in the corner that, again, been there for many, many years, uh, Stuff that had to do with uh, tax returns and stuff, you know, supporting documents that I knew I didn't need anymore. But I uh, got rid of at least three chewy boxes. So if you know what a chewy box is, it's a substantial size box. So three boxes of that stuff, and there's actually carpeting under there. And I, I don't know when the last time it's seen a vacuum cleaner, but it's going to see one tonight. So uh, that was a good thing. That, that's another big accomplishment. I feel like I, you know, physically cleaned out a space and mentally cleaned out a space. So all good. And I, I'm happy that I was able to do that. So um, I'm very thankful that I finally did something about that pile that I've been staring at for years. And um, it's, it's very transformative, I have to say. It is. It makes me feel like I could do more. Take mm-hmm. on other little annoying projects that I just want to get to and get them cleaned up. So the good news is the guy who uh, did this work for me will be back. And uh, I have to do a shout out for a company called the Purple Paper Eaters. I don't know if you ever came across them. Um, they were at one time Chamber of Commerce members. And that's where I met them. I actually was sitting at the annual uh, dinner at least 10 years ago, and they were um, sitting next to me at the table, and they had their purple uniforms on, and I was fascinated because, first of all, purple is my favorite color, but, but then listening to them about what they did, I thought it was, oh, my gosh, it was so creative. Um, he, the guy who owns it, Scott Davis, I think they are in Wilkes-Barre, but they do make trips to Lackawanna County, and, and they have it on the schedule. So he is. He told me that the next time they'll be up here is February 7th, and so he would give me a call that day and let me know what time they'd be here. So I will be able to get all of the of that paper and then some. I have at least 12 or more boxes of uh, office papers and personal papers and taxes and stuff like that. Once that gets cleaned out, then I can take some of this furniture, like that desk and some other things, 
and put that downstairs. And um, I already purchased a new little corner desk that will be far more efficient than the child's desk that I've been sitting here with. So I'm really looking forward the next couple of weeks to a lot of important changes, physical changes to this place, and all for the better. Make it easier and better to work in here. So, Lynn, um, are you, speaking of that, <clears throat> did you, go ahead, I, I'm sorry, it, it made me think of something no, I else. No, I finished. Go ahead. <clears throat> did you, are you familiar with, you probably have seen commercials called TearThePaperSailing.com? No, what is it? About, it's about people who are held back from um, usually technology-type tech jobs because when they apply for a job, they do not have, a, they ask for a college degree. And many people who have the technology experience or the ability to do it do not have a college education. Mm-hmm. And so it holds back, they're saying that the level and the amount of people who are kicked out of this automated type um, clearinghouse when you apply, and I don't know if that's just LinkedIn, uh, not LinkedIn, or uh, Indeed, or any of these things. I don't know if it's that or which company it is that, or it's just a company they do within their own organization. And they automatically kick it out if some of the requirements that you're looking for aren't, you don't have in the sense that it be, I don't have a, a college education. And they were, they just did a story on the Today Show about it. It made me think of what you're saying when you've met with these people. And I'm not, I I just automatically assume that and I don't mean it, but it made me think that, you know, they're saying that so many qualified people in the workforce is looking for those type of people. And they, just because they don't have a college education, doesn't mean they they get kicked out of this. So they're like, I have to go online and look at it. Uh, it's called TearThePaperSealing dot com, and they and they were they did a story on it. And it's one young kid who was trying to get in, and and because he went to college, he was smart, you know, got in and had to leave for personal reasons. Also, another woman uh, who had to leave, she was actually given. Um, a scholarship for either gymnastics or tennis or something, some type of sport, and she got injured and she lost her sponsor, her college uh, uh, scholarship, and she never finished college then. And now she works um, in that industry and sees this happening so much. And she was saying to this guy that did the interview, you know, I, I get him. He said, you're getting emotional about this. And she said, yes, because uh, there really is no reason for me not, you know, I should have finished college and I never did. And it, it just makes me sad because I was, you know, I lost it because I wasn't able to, to, to fulfill the scholarship and I could have been held back with my job that I currently have because I don't have it. And there are so many mm-hmm. people who, who just don't, you know, they miss the opportunity because they're not, they don't have it. And I didn't realize that, I mean, God knows I've done this. I mean, I've gone through my life applying for jobs that said, you know, we needed a college degree, which I do not have. And I applied for it anyway and got hired anyway. But they weren't clearinghouse or automated type things like they have now. So I didn't 
realize that that kicks people out when you put something in electronically like that or automated. I didn't know that it did that. Uh, yeah, because you you can select when you uh, as an employer, you can select what things you want or don't want, and they they don't have any uh, attachment to any of it. It's just simply a, a logarithm. You know, you put it in. If it matches, it's fine. If it doesn't, it gets kicked out. So yeah, it's not necessarily discriminatory in that sense. It's, that's what the employer wants. But tell tell me again. Tell everybody again. What is the name of that website? Is it P A R E? Tear. Tear. Tear the paper ceiling. Dot com. Okay. Tear as to, as in what? To rip, rip apart, tear. tear. Okay. Right. Okay. That's cool. I didn't know yeah. there was such a thing. And then they were saying that, you know, well, why why even bother putting it in then? And they said, well, they have to have some parts, so sometimes it just doesn't work that you can do that. You have to have some things. So it, it, it's not always like they could just open it up like that. But it, as far as the qualified test people, and and it's limited. And I say that, and Savannah Guthrie actually said, here are these people who know how to do this work, but because they have don't have a college education, and they probably wouldn't be taught that in college anyway. No, so having <laughs> it doesn't really matter. And and I think that that's becoming more and more of a thing, Lynn, where people are looking at this. I mean, college educations are ridiculous, and the fact that so many people have the skill set, the mind, the brains, the whatever that just may, for whatever reason, not have finished. And of course, it's less like now, I would say, than than it was years ago. But you yeah. know, it's you, you just the, the things that you really had to live by back then. And I I I know firsthand because it ha it was me. Mm -hmm. it, every job I applied for in the banking industry, everything was you, you know. Um, yeah, please. Um, that, you know, you needed a, a degree and I, I just applied anyway. I didn't care. And I got it. I got almost every job I applied for. And, and, the, and the college thing never even came up. It was just like, I don't have a college education, but I have all this experience. And so that's why you should hire me. And they did. Yeah. So, but you know, it, it, it's even more now. Um, what you know? What's going on with this? And it, it's it's yeah. So look at it. It's just kind of neat. It was a great story. And every time I saw that commercial, I wanted to go in and check it out, and I never did. And then that was the story. That was the story on the one of the stories on the Today Show this morning. That's funny. I never saw that commercial ever. It's that a guy. He's, it's a guy who's sitting in an office. It's dimly lit, like like I don't know what kind of office setting. And it said, yeah. you know, I've been in this position forever because I can't get ahead because I don't have a college degree kind of thing. And then they, they say tearthepapersailing.com. Hmm. So, yeah, interesting and, and very um, – I love to hear these things. Of course, I would because um, when yeah. you were – in that when you experience it yourself, not that I experienced that, but just the fact that I don't, and now I wear it as a, you know, a badge of honor. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of yeah. like that I, 
I, I really do. It, well, number one, it didn't stop me. Number two, it, it's, it's just I don't care. Uh, it's just, you know, I don't care. I didn't need it, still don't, and don't care. So that's, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of nice when you're in, the, you know, it's empathy. So anyway, yeah, look it wow. up. That is an interesting thing. I mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was such an activist uh, group of people who were taking that position because I think as more, as we are now as a society, understanding that people who go through vocational schools after high school are yep. in such demand and not a college degree, um, but actually something that as soon as you graduate, you got a job, which mm-hmm. is more than what most college-educated kids can say these days. So, yeah. um, you know, with student loans and all the other stuff, it's a, it's a nice thing to know that once you complete that kind of education, you are you're ready to go to be in the work world. And mm-hmm. it proves that point that what you're saying, that you don't need a college degree per se, you know, with your liberal arts background, blah, 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 in order to get a job. Because I would say, this is just me, opinion, um, but more than half of the people that go to school and come out with a degree never use it for that particular thing, including me. I have a degree in secondary education with a major in French. It's in no way related to what I do in financial planning and have done for 35, 40 years. So, right. Lynn, I, and I, we talked a little bit about this in the past, but the thing yeah. that really strikes me about all of this is why. What, whatever was the reason that that was put on somebody having to have a college education for what purpose. I understand if you're an accountant or a lawyer or a doctor or something specific that you need to perform, but in general, the workplace, financial, any of those things, you don't need, and and, and most years ago, so many bankers and so many financial, you know, stockbrokers and stuff, they didn't have uh, education in and they began you got to wonder, whatever started that, was it colleges pushing for them to, to make more money and for people to get educated? Or what was the reason behind that? Because when you think about it, it's stupid. What does having a college education, say you majored in French, I'm using that, a French education, okay, you have a degree in French, what is that going to do for you in some other job? Nothing. The only reason that was relevant to me was I wanted to be a teacher. Right. Well, that's it. And teachers are a different story, too. Uh, There's specific things you do need, and I say you need the education for. But there are plenty of other things that they just, it's just why you would attach must be master's level. And I understand counseling and even that, like, People are losing this business. People they're trying to find qualified people because they don't have the associated degree, and they're losing people who want to be in the industry. And because they have to do it to get reimbursed in certain sectors, they don't get it. So anyway, we could go on and on about this. It's fascinating. Yeah, so yeah, and we will. We'll talk about it at another time. But anyway, that's okay. just a little. So we're going to yeah. have our friend Lee uh, coming up, right? Yeah, Bradley yes. Perry coming. To- DREC next, and uh, 
We'll be back. Please stay tuned. You're listening to Larry and Lynn Show. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Lori and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans, and I am the Managing Director and Certified Financial Planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And our guest expert this week is Bradley Parry, who is the Public Affairs Liaison uh, for the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center, and he has some very important information to share with us, especially this time of the year. So welcome, Bradley. Hello. How are you ladies doing? Good, and we're happy to have you back. Yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been quite a while. It has. I need you to know when Lynn was introducing you, I thought Lynn, Lynn was going to introduce you. It, it just naturally flows, and um, it wouldn't be something I would not be in mind having. Um, I thought she was going to say Bradley Cooper. Ah. <laughs> I wish I'd be. It would be nice if I was famous. There you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. So you have something very important to share with our listeners today. Um, that has to do with something that we probably don't even think about. I mean, it's just part of our cars. So tell us what we need to be concerned about, Bradley. Well, I mean, going into this um, season, um, obviously we're in winter. Um, However, it doesn't feel like winter right now. But um, something (laughs) that 
um, is kind of um, hidden that we may not really think about all the time is um, the product of antifreeze, which um, runs in our cars. Um, however, um, antifreeze um, sometimes can leak from our vehicles um, in our garages um, or even out on the street. Um, and antifreeze tends to be this bright, colorful liquid. Uh, it usually tastes sweet um, to animals. Um, so animals tend to be attracted to it. So cats and dogs mostly um, are seen um, within veterinary hospitals. Um, so with antifreeze, um, it's usually not toxic. However, once it's metabolized by the body and once it reaches the kidneys, it usually produces a grim prognosis for the animal. Um, so um, with the antifreeze toxicity, um, we kind of want to keep in mind um, of if we have it, um, in our garages, um, if some people have it as backup, um, most people, um, I, I mean, for me, I don't um, have antifreeze um, on the ready. Um, however, if you do have antifreeze, you want to make sure that um, you have it in a secure location um, away from any of your animals, um, just so that way you can keep them safe. Um, however, if your animal does come in contact and doesn't just antifreeze. Timing is key. Um, the earlier we find out, the better. Usually, um, you can tell um, that cats or dogs might have gotten into it because they might present signs as if they were intoxicated, um, <laughs> possibly hyperactive or lethargic, also not, or if they're a little bit stumbly and they have a wobbly gait. Um so if you notice that and if you go and check your car and you see that there's this bright blue liquid on the ground, more than likely your pet has gotten into it. So that's when you want to, you know, call your nearest emergency vet and have your pet seen as soon as possible. What's the treatment for it? So the treatment, um, usually um, it's sometimes medication, um, depending on the facility. Um, most of the time, um, the correct uh, treatment would be for the animals to go through hemodialysis. However, mm -hmm. if a facility doesn't have that capability, um, they will provide medication to stabilize that patient, and then they can transfer them out to a facility that does have the ability to do the hemodialysis. Wow. So, Brett, you made, a good, you made a very good point, and as you were saying this, I was thinking that, that even if you don't, if there wasn't a, you know, a garage or a driveway that you had that could happen, while you're walking your animal, it could be on the street or the driveway of a neighbor or someone within your neighborhood. So, um, really important, because you would think, well, I don't have it. Well, it's not just you. You have to look at everybody else, especially exactly. if they're attracted to. Exactly. Yeah. And, and sometimes if you, and then some of the one thing that you could do, especially if you're out walking your dog um, or if you're outside and, you, you know, you happen to see something in your uh, neighbor's driveway, um, it might be helpful if you kind of say, hey, neighbor, um, I noticed um, you're you might have some antifreeze leaking from your car. Um, so that way they can kind of be alerted um, just because um, 
you know, in the winter, um, depending on your area, you also might have a lot of stray animals, um, especially cats. Oh, yeah. So they're very prone to going to it, and, you know, they don't know what it is. So they end up just drinking it without, you know, knowing the consequences. So, um, you know, it's, it's just always, you know, kind of keeping um, mindfulness in the back of your mind, um, which sometimes requires practice. But um, if you see it, it's usually like if I kind of associate it always with the color blue. So if I see something blue in the snow or something like that, it kind of, you know, puts that light bulb off in my head that there might be antifreeze leaking from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the funny yeah, thing Go ahead, Brad. Oh, that's okay. Sorry. I am. I almost forgot to add um, that um, antifreeze is actually also a key ingredient to some ice melts. Um, so if you are also using ice melt, like, you know, um, obviously there's rock salt, but there's some other products out there. Some of them might have antifreeze in them, so it's always best to check ingredients. There is some that claim to be pet. However, it always pays to double-check those ingredients before purchasing them, um, but also to be on the lookout for that as well. That was what I was just going to ask. Are there other things that uh, we might have in our garage or things that have to do with, um, you know, like in the wintertime you want to get rid of the ice, in the summertime you want to do something else. I don't know. But, But whatever the season is, is are there other products that people just take for granted that are safe around their pets and they're really not? Um, so that would pertain to a lot of cleaning products. Um, so throughout our house, believe it or not, we actually have cleaners that could be dangerous to our pets. It's important to, you know, go around your house, making sure that you have everything and away from your pet's reach. Um, and also just, you know, doing the research of what might be dangerous in my house. Um, you know, it takes just a quick Google search to go ahead and figure out what products they might be, um, just because each household is different. Um, some people might have more um, cleansers in their house or cleaners that um, are more dangerous to pets than others. Um, so, it's one of those things where you have to kind of look around, look at the ingredients, and if an ingredient causes you to turn your head, it might be worth looking up just to see if it's something that could pose a possible danger to your pet. Mm-hmm. So do you see a lot of uh, animals that are coming into VREC uh, that so- have ingested some stuff like that? So a lot of the times when we see um, stuff that's ingested, um, it's usually kind of like a sock or um, something (laughs) uh, like a foreign body. Um, For the most part, um, I haven't um, heard of anything um, too recently as far as ingestion of cleaning products or chemicals. Um, So at the vet hospital, we usually see that it's a foreign body, um, sometimes parts of a toy. can mm-hmm. even dislodge um, from, you know, said toy and end up in your pet's intestinal tract. Um, so those types of things are usually what pop up at the, the hospital. 
So uh, cleaning products you mentioned. Is there anything in particular, any ingredient that is something that is an issue that we should be looking for? Um, so I'm not right off the top of my head, I don't have anything um, that I can um, go ahead and say this is something you should definitely look out for. Um, one of the things that I encourage people to do is to, you know, go ahead and, you know, do a quick Google search and, you know, look up maybe a list of household items that might be dangerous. And then going through that list and kind of checking things off like you would a grocery list um, and then going about things that way. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've um, actually gone through sort of things. However, I usually keep everything locked away um, in a cabinet to where no animals of mine could reach or get to it. Um, so most of the time, um, it's really just about being cognizant that all of your cleaning products are just in a nice, safe place. As long as you have everything locked up correctly, um, your cleaning products are going to pose very minimal risk to your pets. And I was just... Go ahead, Laurie. It seems to me, too, Bradley, that... Um, more things are being noted on um, <clears throat> on on packaging, like you said, safe, pet, pet friendly, paid, pet safe. I think if maybe you paid more, most people paid attention to that who have animals. It it might be it might be much more beneficial because they it really it seems like you really do see a lot of that that states that up front on the packaging itself. Uh, oh yes, most certainly. Um, a lot of uh, most a lot of companies today are very good at um, putting it on the package of you know it's pet friendly, pet safe. So um, even if it does say that, um, I still strongly encourage to just look up that brand and just to see what they're making their stuff with. Um, it's just kind of like going to the grocery store buy a healthier food option, um, we'd be looking at the ingredients and sure that um, it fits right for us. So it's just doing the same exact thing, but just for your pet. Um, So most of the companies that, um, you know, do have that on their packaging are pretty forthright um, with, you know, being truthful. Um, However, you know, sometimes it pays to just double check um, because you never know. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And anything else before we have Bradley tell everyone where they can reach them or him at VREC? I was just thinking of one thing. You mentioned about the uh, the antifreeze and that it's something that's very attractive to animals because it's sweet. Apparently, it is sweet. Um, it, it also has a kind of iridescence to it, if I recall. Every once in a while when... I, if, you know, there's a little leak and you, you don't really realize it. When I pull the car out of the garage and I go back in, every once in a while I see just a little drop or two and I wonder about that. But I didn't realize it was sweet. And that's a, a very attractive thing to animals as well. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, uh, I, that, I just learned something today too. Thank you, Bradley. Oh, you're welcome. And um, one of the things with the antifreeze, too, that you also have to keep in mind is um, if you have any, um, like, if anybody has it in their garage and it's expired or it's old, um, 
you want to make sure that you're also disposing of it properly. Um, in yeah. order to do that, you would just have to call your local municipality, and they can give you the directions on how to do so. Good point. Well, absolutely. Well, Bradley, thank you um, for this informative session. We, we look forward to seeing you and, or, and talking with you again throughout this year. Thank you. And um, everyone else, thank you for listening, as always. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you next week. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.